J.T. Crowley is Talking Books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, I'm J.T. Crowley, and I have to say it's a great pleasure to talk to my guest today. Marianne Bright was born in Ringwood, southwest Hampshire, near Bournemouth. But she spent on and off close to 40 years living in New Zealand. She presently lives in Cambridge on North Island. Marianne has done a variety of jobs throughout her life, mainly in the world of finance, dipping her toe into software analysis, as well as teaching numeracy and literacy to disadvantaged young people who are establishing a career in New Zealand's defence systems. She has a son, Nicholas, who lives in Auckland, and a daughter, Lauren, who lives around the corner from her in Cambridge. However, she's not come on this show to chat about the world outside of writing or general chit-chat. She's, in fact, she's come here to talk about her book, her book of poems, everybody, a short book of poetry and thoughts to share, which she wrote in a particularly testing time of her life during New Zealand's lockdown period. So let's open the book to see what lurks between these pages and what are these poems about. Mary Ann, come and join me, all the way from New Zealand. Thank you, thank you, John. It's lovely to be here with you. Even oh, though it is a Zoom meeting, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it's fascinating. Yeah. So here we are chatting away. Um, <laughs> I'm in the United Kingdom and you're 12,000 miles away in New yeah. Zealand. Yeah, I wish I was over there, though. <laughs> I wish I was over there. <laughs> so hopefully when you come to the UK, you know, later on this year, we'll, we'll meet up yes. and we'll have a chat and a coffee and thinking, well, how do you think that? That'd be went? super. Anyway, yeah, everybody. Really good idea. That's nice. totally irrelevant yeah. to what we're talking about today. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Marianne, uh, for me, poetry is a special form of writing. When I look at a book of poems, I generally lean to poems that have a, a rhymes strategy to them. Having said that, I'm aware that stanzas can have regular theme and metrical schemes. And, you know, they can have also strictly, you don't need to have in your poems either of those formulas. I'm also acutely aware that there are simple standard versions like four lines, quatrains, and more complex forms such as Spenzarian stanzas, fixed view poems, free verse poems. Now, when I look at your poetry, I think they are free verse poems. That's the category, the style, that, and the formula that I think they are. Am I right? Is that the, the formulas that you use for writing these poems of yours? You're correct. Um, I tend to, I'm not trained in writing poetry. So when I was writing poetry, it came, just came from my heart. So it, to me, it's like um, the words without the music. Yeah, so me, um, 
when I saw something, it moved me to say something. So sometimes there was a rhyme in the in a couple of of the verses, but it, it didn't. It was not intentional. Yeah, it was free flow. Yes, because um, a lot of us tend to associate poems with um, rhymes to them. You know, a little bit mm. methods. And some of the more complex ones, you're thinking, well, are these poems or are they just written standards? So thank you for clearing that up. And I'm glad I got it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at your book, Marianne, um, you have 22 poems under six headings. Life, seasons, family, emotions, fantasy and nature. Why did you group your poems under these categories? And do you have a favourite section? Because I think you do. And I think I know which one it is. But there again, I might be wrong. Why did I group them? I sort of thought, well, if I just did them higgledy-piggledy, I wouldn't get the... There would, there would be no theme. So a lot of, thing, a lot of things moved me to write. And some was my past, some was looking at my children in the past and some was mm. looking at um, the nature as it was then and through the seasons in 2020 and 2021. And I put them into the order so that I suppose in my mind I have order. Mm. Um, I do that. Um, I put things in order. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit OCD, I don't know. Why those categories, though? Why life? Why? Right? Oh, because I was thinking about summer and autumn, the seasons. I went through them um, through lockdown and my children. And then um, I put them in those categories because that's the main, they're the things that affect me in life, basically. Mm. Yeah. The, my, main, my main loves, if you like. And the favourite one, favourite section? Oh, I suppose it would have to be um, seasons. Oh, I got it wrong, everyone. <laughs> oh, what did you have? I did have fantasy, Dan. Ah, fantasy. Well, that is one of my passions, actually. Oh, uh, I got it Mr. wrong, Tolkien. everyone. <laughs> no, Mr. Tolkien does get me. He does get me a lot. But Yes, and that's why I yes. thought she'd go for fantasy. But, oh, fantasy. So oh, oh, yeah. Mm, I do like know. fantasy, but my, I think my, my my kids come first rather than the fantasy in my ah, heart. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've actually put, they've actually put sprite in a different category that should have been with the um, children because mm. sprite is my daughter. Really, family? Yes. Ah, ah. Yeah. So they they put that under emotions, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reason for doing that, do you think? No, I, I don't think so. It should have been under um, family, yeah. But that's okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine, yeah. She knows I, who I'm talking about. I'm intrigued here as to where did the idea come from of attaching the, the stunning um, photos to each poem come from? You know, for me, the pictures really enhance the words and bring the whole poem to life. You kind of... I wanted to express that, yeah. Um, the, the pictures 
should reflect what the poem's about, really. Yeah. They do, you know, because they yeah. kind of, you know, give a sense of visualisation to, to the poem. And I just think these um, the pictures are stunning, you know. Where are these pictures? Um, covers uh, around Cambridge. Mm-hmm. I took those myself in autumn last year when I walked around Lake Kutuitu, um, that is a lake in Cambridge. It's an old crater. And the other pictures, some I had myself and the others came from the publisher Elibri, X-L-I-B-R-I-S. Yeah, they got them. Wow. The, the pictures, uh, everybody, are absolutely stunning and they really do fit the the poem. Marianne, having chatted to you previously and having read your poems, I think these poems um, are about your own personal experiences. I recall you saying that when we um, last talked that you felt lonely um, during lockdown. Of course, lockdown for a lot of people was very challenging, especially some vulnerable uh, people and some women who had to face other domestic issues as well. But I think you took um, that time, you know, COVID time, lockdown time, to reflect on your own life and what you realised from your own reflections, you've passed on to others through hidden messages within these poems. Am I right? Would you like to enlighten us here? You're absolutely right. You're bang on, Um, because I was going through a domestic crisis myself. So it was a form of expressing things in a nice way, looking at life in a positive way, rather than looking at what was actually happening at the time to me. Um, So... I had a lot of time to actually reflect and to look at myself and my past and also to look at the future, yeah, at the time, yeah. Were some of these poems painful to write? Yes, they were, but they were in a way cathartic because it released what was giving me the pain, yeah. Yeah, so some of them were hard because... There's one called Letting Go, I mm-hmm. think. Um, that is one. I think it's called Letting Go. Hang on. Um, I'm just going to open up the book. It's a bit sticky. Um, pardon me. No problem. It's called Breaking Away. Ah. That one is about me, personally. Um, yeah. So that was hard to write, but I did write it because it sort of expressed what was going. I was going through at the time, yeah, how I felt. Mm. Yeah, there's another one that's um, about my father who passed away. I sort of uh, when I was sitting quietly thinking, I was just it all came back to me about his funeral that I went and visited and um, and took part in. Yeah. So a lot of these poems are personal to you and they're about your mm. what's happened to you in your life, really, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. A lot of them are, actually, yeah. yeah. Apart from the dragons, the fantasy uh-huh. ones. 
The fantasy they're, one, yes, the dragons. Yes. Yeah, they're quite, I quite like those ones. Both of us, let me tell the listeners what's going on here. Both of us are J.R.R. Tolkien fans. And, of course, the dragons are in his books. And so this is where the fantasy section in her book of poetry comes in, isn't it? Yes, it is. Most definitely. Definitely, yeah. yes, because they've got yeah. the dragons in that section there. So I thought, I just thought that, People might be thinking, listening, watching this. What are they on about? Yes, yeah, so. the dragons. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes. Two J.R. Tolkien nutters here. <laughs> yeah, I just do, I do like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marianne, I think uh, this is a good time now for us to read some of your poems, so that the oh. listeners and the viewers can get a flavour of your writings. Would you care to read a couple? Yes, I would. Thank you. Wonderful. Awesome. I'll read Summer at the Beach and, yes. and Winter Silence. So which two are you going to read? I'm going to read The Sprite. Okay. Which is about Lauren. Um, and I might just read The Race. All right. Sit back and listen, everyone. Okay, this is called The Sprite. Climbing into the base, her little legs struggling to lift over the lip, she balanced and jumped into the fountain. Her blue pants darkened by the wet spray, legs wet and shiny with trickles of water. Lifting her arms above her head, she ran with fingers splayed towards the jets from the dolphin's grin. She danced, her skin glistening with droplets of spray. Standing in the fountain jets, her clothes soaked, my fae child of May. Half turning her head, she then caught my eye. Slowly, a smile touched her mouth, and she laughed. Her laughter sounded like chicks, but church bells on a Sunday. Her long fair hair glistened like spun gold, splayed behind and captured the rainbow in her strands. A moment caught in time, sheer joy to watch. Such gay abandon, my daughter in play. That's that one. So the next one I was going to do was about the race, wasn't it? It was. Flags fluttering like my pulse, the trickle of sweat moving down my neck, holding my breath for a brief pause, giving furtive looks around the track. The crack of the start gun pops my fears and off I go. Wind whistles past my ears. My legs feel on fire and my lungs will burst. I must pass the leader or all will be lost. Screwing my shut my eyes, I push my body forward, hoping my legs will keep their stride. I am breathing in fire, too hard to swallow. I am almost there, just one more push. Yes, I have done it. Keep going, keep going, arms outstretched. Smile is wide. The finish line is under my stride. What's that one about? The race. Um, I did a I did a a long run, uh, and that's how it felt. Yeah. Because mm. I, I I thought you know Cambridge in New Zealand they've got the horses the race horses there. I thought it was something to do with that. No, no, no. Oh. It's to do with me running. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two one to me, two two one to Marianne. Everybody, I got one bit Thank right. She's got, I got the other <laughs> two bits wrong. 
my daughter's the horse my daughter's the one that loves the horses ah that's why yeah. she lives in the cambridge area mm. yes absolutely because yeah. in new zealand everyone cambridge area is well known for the horses there you go well yeah. i'm going to read um two of marianne's poems i'm going to read as i said summer at the beach Diamonds sparkle in the sand and waves glint their unyielded treasure. Heat on my back, then she licks at my legs. I touch and cup the foam with my hands, frothy like bubble bath. The wind teases through my shirt and dances solo with my hair. Wading through the waves that suck at my feet, splashing my thighs and shorts. All is blue with white spoon. The deepest of summer blue to a pale reflection to the distant shores. The air tastes of seaweed and salt and a hint of heat. I stick out my tongue and taste its scents. Terns fly, their white silhouette above reflects on the sand. Their lonely calls cut the air, crying at the mermaids that have invaded their spots. Along the shoreline follows the tide and measures given up by the sea. The flotsam and jetsam are the bounties from the sea. My face to the sun, my eyes half closed. All is well. I feel free. What do you mean by I feel free? When you are at, I was at the ocean. I had, and that was in summer. And I did actually felt completely free and, and happy with life and totally in line with nature i just yeah if i could have floated off i would have done it just felt so good to be at the beach mm. may i ask which beach was that yes it was papa moore ah yeah it was, a, um, it was the pacific ocean yeah it would be yeah beautiful yeah you see everybody mm. i've been to new zealand twice so i sort of know where marianne comes from and the areas that she's talking about so i'm just curious yeah. where she's talking about in the poems yeah, it's white sand and it's, it's it sand, beautiful yeah. beaches. Yeah, and, and sand dunes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'm going to read the next one, Winter Silence. <clears throat> Softly like black velvet sliding on the floor, snowflakes fall. Nothing is moving. All is serene. The throb of my pulse is deafening. Not a twig movement, not a snap. Silence surrounds me like a glove. A false blanket of white traps the ground. Not a rustle nor sound can be heard. My frosty breath is loud to my ears as white silence hushes the earth. Why did you write that one? Because I was thinking about Cornwall. When I lived there and um, it snowed. In many, quite a few winters, it did. Yeah, and it was just so serene and beautiful. Yeah. So, when you say Cornwall, is that Cornwall here in the United Kingdom? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. 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 It is. It reminds that that's England. It doesn't that's often cold. snow down in Cornwall, does it? No. 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 There was one year it was minus 18. 
Yes. <laughs> well, and for those Americans that are listening on to the show here, Cornwall is right down towards the very south of the United Kingdom mm. and it gets subtropical weather. Not like the rest of it. But there you go. <laughs> so you get a bit of a geography lesson here as well, everybody. So this is where all the poems come from. said they are all part of Marianne's life, her, her emotional sides, where she's been in her life and what she's done in her life. This is why, during lockdown, she reflected on her own life and wrote these poems. Who do you think um, that this book of yours appeals to? Um, yeah, people and adults, really. People who've got time to read and reflect themselves, maybe. So I think it touches everybody's life in some way. Hmm. Um, what do you want people to, um, you know, readers to take away from your poems? Um, I want them to feel at ease and uplifted in, in many ways. Mm -hmm. Do you think people are going to, when they read your poems, they're going to feel relaxed, they're going to feel... They can identify with them? I think they can identify more than feel relaxed because some of them aren't relaxing. Some of them are a little bit dark, I suppose. Some of them are not. Some of them are happy. Some of them, some of them are funny, but some of them are not. Some of them are dark. Maybe they can ref it gives them a chance to reflect on what's going on in their lives. Hmm. I think a lot of people in lockdown sort of did that, um, reflected, yes. um, because they had more time to do it. You know, the world sort of stopped, didn't it? It did, yeah. And I know in New Zealand um, it was a, a, a quite a hard lockdown. Um, mm. We Yes, the first bit for ourselves here in the UK was hard as well and in the States. But New Zealand, it was um, a virtual lockdown completely, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, and it wasn't just once. No, no. No, it happened again and again. Yeah, no. for months. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it probably was a time for people to reflect. And this is what Marianne has done. She took the time to reflect about her life and put her thoughts to paper in these wonderful, wonderful, magical poems. Everyone, Marianne, you say in your introduction. You know, for lovers, dreamers, and those that weep. Where can people get your book? Now, it's in softback and it's in ebook versions. Where can they get them? Yes, it is. They can get them through um, elibri.com, X L I B R I S. That is the publisher. Amazonbooks.com. Um, they can go through my webpage, MarianneWright.com. That's www.marianne, that's M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-E, Wright.com. That's, that's just in one word. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's about where they are. I think BookBub does have them too. They do? Yeah. So... <clears throat> What's next for Marianne Wright, typing and writing-wise? Um, I'm going to be putting some more poems up on my website. I've got some more 
and I've started a children's book. All right. Yeah, which and is about fears. It's about fears, and it's trying to normalise the fears that when you are young, things that grow under your bed, like the monsters, or things that are in the wardrobe that are not, not healthy. Um, we all have a fear of the dark in some way when we're children. Oh, yes. And it's just yeah. I'm trying to normalise that. I used yes. to never sleep without the lamp on, you know, without the, you know, I always had the lamp on. Me too. There we are. Mm. And yeah. I'll, I'll let you into a little secret here, everyone. I used to, before I used to get into bed, I was a kid, I used to look under the bed. I had a fear of dogs, Alsatian dogs, and I used to look under the bed every night to make sure there wasn't an Alsatian dog under the bed. How the dog would ever oh. got there, I don't know, but it was just something I did every night, looked under the bed. Mm. That was your monster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, a lot of children have that. So I'm going to try and write something that makes them feel it's okay and it's funny so that they actually see the funny side. There you go. Marianne, thank you very much for giving us a brief insight into your book, your wonderful book of poems. There's 22 poems, everybody, under six headings. And the the beautiful, beautiful pictures that go with them really do enhance the poems. They, you can almost imagine that you're within the poem itself. You, you are there in New Zealand. You are um, wrapped up in these words. It's wonderful. So I simply say to everybody, if you're looking for a new poet, go and give Marianne right a go. They are wonderful. They're short. They're sweet. They're delightful. And as I said, the pictures are absolutely stunning. Marianne Wright, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, John. It's been You're very, very welcome. And I look forward thank to the you. next book. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so as I say every week, I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe. Mm-hmm.